0: Good morning, and thank you for joining me. Today, we are looking at Lord of All Hopefulness, which is, as you read through the lyrics to me, it's just a hymn about the average Christian day. The average Christian day. So, an average Christian day, Lord of All Hopefulness. And so, let's just take a look at uh, an average Christian day. So, uh, first verse, Lord of All Hopefulness, Lord of All Joy, Whose trust ever childlike no cares could destroy, be there at our waking and give us we pray your bliss in our hearts, Lord, at the break of the day. this is just the beginning of the day. what is it, how does the day start? Well, uh, Lord of all joy, be there at our waking and give us we pray your bliss in our hearts, Lord, at the break of the day, so to so basically let's wake up, Lord, help us to wake up happy, help us to wake up joyful, help us to wake up full of bliss. Reminds me of Philippians 4 verse 4. Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Paul is basically saying, I have thought of every possible thing that can happen in this life, and there is no excuse not to rejoice. There's no excuse not to be happy. There's just no excuse not to go through life uh, full of joy and full of bliss. So what Paul is saying is that as Christians, our joy, our bliss, our happiness is independent of everything on earth of anything that can happen to us, of all the bad things that can happen, uh, because our joy comes from the presence of Jesus, comes from the good news of Jesus, the things that Jesus has done and how much we are loved by God. So we should never, nothing can take that away. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So there is no reason not to be joyful because at the very foundation of life, this gift that we have been given by God Uh, It is enough to be joyful. It is enough to be joyful each and every day, to wake up each day and be thankful and be full of bliss because we are loved by God. So that's the way we wake up, full of bliss, full of joy. I don't know about you, but I don't always wake up full of joy. I wake up and my first thought is always immediately, what do I have to do today? What are the difficult things that I have to do today? Uh, what are the things that are, you know that are going to? Uh, what are the things that are going to jump up and, and, and come out of nowhere and you know all those things? I you know I wake up and I immediately start thinking about the day, worrying about the day. Right? That's kind of how what I think. And then then I, the first thing I do is I always uh, check uh, check the news to see if anything happened overnight. Uh, and uh, uh, so. You know, it's, it's, one of, it's a difference, you know, wake up and be happy, wake up and be joyful. Uh, so that's the way the day starts. So uh, for those of you listening, is that the way your day started today? Did you wake up with bliss? Did you wake up with joy? Or did you wake up with something else? Would love to hear your thoughts. Let me know. Is this something that's common for you to wake up with joy, to wake up with bliss? And if so, why? If so, why? Why, why do you wake up with joy? I mean, there are times when we have something very exciting to do the next day, right? And so uh, we wake up and we jump out of bed because we're so excited about the day, right? I remember you know, go, going to Michigan football games uh, on those Saturday mornings. We would get up at like 5 a.m. and we would drive two hours to Ann Arbor and we would tailgate. And we, and the, if you know me very well, you know that I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. for just about anything. But on days of Michigan football, I never had a problem getting out of bed at five. Usually I was up before the alarm because I was so excited. You know, I was so excited. Today is going to be a great day. We're going to a Michigan game. Uh, Or, you know, back then it was, I'll get up as early as I have to to go play golf. Now, not so much. Uh, now, it's a, it go, I get to play enough golf. I don't need to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go play, uh, except for when it gets really hot. But, um, you know, there's times where it's really easy to get out of bed because we're so excited because, you know, this is going to be a great day. But then there's other, you know, the most, but the average Christian day, you know, I don't know, are we excited to get out of bed? Do we jump out of bed? Are we happy? Uh, what do you all think? Okay, so we'll go right on to verse two then. Uh, Lord of all eagerness, Lord of all faith, whose strong hands were skilled at the plane and the lathe. Be there at our labors and give us, we pray, your strength in our hearts, Lord, at the noon of the day. And so this is, you know, in the middle of the day. Well, noon really isn't the middle of the day, right? But it's the middle of the work day. Um, We think uh, Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man to put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Uh, And so I think it's very clear from Scripture that human beings were created to do something. And so created here to work the garden, but our lives need some kind of purpose. We all need something to do. Uh, if this quarantine has taught us, taught me anything, it's that I can't sit around. I can't sit around and do nothing. Uh, I'm not at all looking forward to um, any kind of retirement or anything. I mean, I, I love doing what I do. I absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, to have that, to not be able to do that and to figure out then to take those, those week that week or two weeks to figure out, okay, how can I still do that, but do it in, in a different way? You know, but it, each of us were created to do something and, and eat, you know, you, we don't have to get paid to do it. We just need a purpose. It's important to have a purpose. It's important to get out of bed and say, I, I, I I'm going to do something today. And maybe that purpose, you know, maybe you're retired and that purpose is something else. Uh, but you know, maybe it's not an occupation, maybe it's not work, but you still something to do. Right. Uh, you know, it, for many of us, it's, it's our children, you know, doing what we can for our children and all these type, they're all wonderful purposes uh and so i think it's important that we have something to do uh be there at our labor's lord because you know we we need to do something and and we thank you for the purpose that you have given us and be our strength again it's funny how often so these hymns reference their god is giving us strength i think that um uh psalm 7376 my flesh and my heart may fail but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So the strength we need to do the work comes from the Lord. Now this is interesting to me because many of these hymns were written a hundred years ago and longer. So this hymn was written, I think in the 1930s, but Christians of a previous generation were very reliant upon God for their strength based on what they're writing in these hymns, right? They would. They, so many of these hymns reference God as their strength. How often do we think about God as being our strength? We, I don't think many people think that anymore. We don't say that anymore. How often do we rely on God to be our strength to get through the day? Uh, how often do we trust in God's strength? I think we trust in our own strength, and we're glad that God is with us. Uh, but I, I think it's really important that we, you know, that these, this, the generation of Christians that came before us—they really, truly believe that God was their strength. And so maybe, maybe we do rely on God as our strength, but we don't say it. Or, but I, I think it's it's important that. Uh, to still think that way. Uh, Okay, verse three. Lord of all kindliness, Lord of all grace, your hands swift to welcome, your arms to embrace. Be there at our homing and give us, we pray, your love in our hearts, Lord, at the eve of the day. So in the evening, when we come home, welcome us home with, uh, with love in our hearts. You know, make us feel welcome. Make us feel welcome when we come home after our day of work. Uh, Romans fifteen seven, Paul writes, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So the, the truth here is that God has welcomed us into the kingdom. We have been welcomed, right? The, that our God is a God of hospitality and a God of welcome and a God of embrace and is glad that we are there right? And, and so then knowing that we are welcomed, feeling that welcome leads us to a better understanding of love, your love in our hearts, Lord, at the eve of the day. It helps us understand love in a more clearer way. And so then, you know, as Paul writes in, in Romans, that we are to share that welcome with others. Uh, but uh, how do we feel the love of God as far as invitation on a daily basis? Do you? I, I mean, is that something that you look for? Is that something you feel every day? Uh, I don't know that many people feel that, you know, when, when we talk about the welcoming and inviting of God, the hospitality of God, you know, we might feel that at the very beginning, right after our baptism or uh, maybe in worship or something like that. But do we feel that in our homes? Do we feel that when we get home from work? Uh, do we feel that in the presence of one another? You know, how often do we feel that? And so, you know, there's, there's nothing like feeling truly welcomed somewhere. Like someone is really excited that you're there. And when, you, when true hospitality is shown to you, it makes you feel wonderful. Uh, it makes you feel wonderful. If you've ever had an experience like that, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I would. Uh, and so the, the question is what kind of things do you do to make others feel welcomed? What kind of things do you do to make them feel special? Like, not only am I glad you're here. I was thinking about you prior to you coming, and I've I've made plans. I've I've done things. One thing I remember, uh, and and Jackie Medley is with us today, so I'll just tell the story. Going over her house uh, to have dinner uh, last year, and she had made little napkins. She I mean, she has a company where she makes these. She had made them uh, with uh, with with logos with with a little church on it and Abiding Grace, and they were so cool. And then she made me a golf towel and it was like she did all these things so that when I came over I would know that I was welcomed and that she was excited to see me and that's something that's the type of hospitality that that really warms your heart that makes you feel like man she's really glad that I'm here because you know there's times where we go places where you just don't get the feeling like I'm really glad that you're here right I mean it's so important to know that, so important to be told that to feel that I'm really glad that you're here. And Jackie did that for me uh, on that night. And so, uh, you know, and how do you do that for others? And how do you feel God doing that for you? I think those are important questions and something that we can reflect on each and every day. Okay, then let's go to verse four. Lord of all gentleness, Lord of all calm, whose voice is contentment, whose presence is balm, be there at our sleeping and give us, we pray, your peace in our hearts, Lord, at the end of the day. John 16, verses 33. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Uh, So God gives us peace. That's Jesus says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. So in our faith in God, we have peace. Right. We've talked about that in some of the other hymns uh, that, that God gives us peace. That's one of the gifts that God gives us. You know, as we pray, we get more peace and knowing Jesus, we have peace and all these things. Uh, but it's important, she, you know, that at the average day here at the end of the day that we have peace when we go to sleep. I don't know if you've ever tried to go to sleep without peace, right? Your mind is racing a thousand miles an hour. You've got so many things on your mind and you just can't, uh, you just can't stop. You just can't find peace. And it's so hard to have a good night's sleep without peace. And so we say, Lord, give us your peace when we lay down at night so that, uh, we can sleep in, in peace and then wake up the next day with joy again. So, so here's the average, Lord, uh, uh Lord of all hopefulness, here's the average day. Joy, bliss when we wake up, strength to get through the day of work, loving welcome when we return home, and peace when we go to sleep. I mean, it sounds like a perfect day, doesn't it? I mean, it's, I mean, it's just like, it's a vision of the perfect day. Wake up with happiness, get all the strength you need to get through the day, uh, get home and you're, you're welcome to people, you know, God is excited. that, And then at night, you you go to bed with peace. It's a perfect day, but it leaves a lot out. One of the issues with this hymn is that all the things that it does leave out, all the things that it leaves out, uh, you know, that it talks about a perfect day, but how many of us have perfect days? How many of us have perfect days? I mean, sometimes we do, but most days aren't perfect. The things... The things this one of the criticisms of this song, this hymn, is all the things it doesn't mention. Like, it doesn't mention others. You know, this is this is a song about. If you read it, I mean, it's it's about me and God, right? It's about you know me, God being there and doing everything that I need so that I can have a great day. Uh, but it doesn't mention me doing anything for God. It doesn't mention others. It doesn't mention mention how like we could love others and we could make others feel welcome. It doesn't mention how you know we can share the love of God with others. Uh, it doesn't speak to where God is when things go wrong because you know life certainly goes wrong more often than it goes perfect. Uh, it doesn't mention sin or forgiveness. It doesn't mention Jesus or the cross, and it doesn't mention salvation. I mean, it's just a nice, it's a nice hymn, but I think. I think all of these things should be part of the average day, should be part of the every day, is the idea that we're not on this world by ourselves. You know, this is, you could read this, and, you know, this, this could be Adam writing this as the only person on earth, right? Make me happy when I wake up, help me throughout the day as I garden, make me feel welcome when I'm done, when I'm back home, and give me peace when I go to sleep. You know, this could be a, a vision of just Adam and God, right? Uh, I think each and every day though we need to be mindful of others, that that God is a God of all, not just a God of me. Um, it doesn't speak to where God is when times go wrong. I mean, right now, what, what would this hymn say to us right now in quarantine? I mean, yeah, we could still find joy and we could still find peace, but where is God in the midst of all this? Um, you know, the sin and forgiveness, I think that's something that we need to be aware of every day. You know, forget... It, in the Lord's prayer, give us our, uh, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Uh, and it's important to remember the love of Jesus, that the what happened on the cross. I think that's something that should be part of every day, uh, to remember the love that God has for us and that, how that was shown to us through the death of, of Jesus, and and the hope that we have. I mean, the you know the, the name of the song is Lord of all hopefulness, but it doesn't really speak to our hope. You know, our hope is everlasting life, and so you know it doesn't really mention that. So. I think all of those things should be part of the average Christian day. Not to say it's not a beautiful hymn and it's not a great song uh, to sing, uh, but uh, maybe we could add some verses to it that kind of, you know, make uh, make it more relevant to the average day, you know, the average day that includes sin and forgiveness and all those things that uh, make life what it is. Uh, so that's my thoughts on Lord of all hopefulness, a great hymn, a great hymn. I'm not knocking it. And, uh, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to have to be a, a hymn writer and, and fit in four verses, you know, uh, the, the complete theology of the Christian church. Uh, and so, but, uh, you know, there are some things that I think uh, are part of the, the average Christian day that uh, we should think about and be aware of each and every day. Okay, we will stop there for the day. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and hope you have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll close with a word of prayer. Lord God, we thank you for each and every good gift you have given us. Help us to uh, wake up each morning with joy help us to uh give us the strength to get through each day. Uh, Lord, uh, make us feel welcomed and at night when we lay down our head, uh, help us have peace. And we know that we uh, have all these things, Lord, because we know that you are with us. We know uh, how much you love us because of how much uh, you gave up for us. And so, uh, as we go through day, remind us of how much we are loved uh, and forgiven and uh, help us to be people of hope, looking forward to a future uh, when when you will rule all in all. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, everybody. Take good care of yourselves.